Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Lewis, and I am so glad you're here. My hope is that each episode feels like you're having tea or coffee with a friend. Religiosity can complicate our relationship with God, and it can feel more like a heavy burden than the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. I know what it's like to want a relationship with God and to feel like you have to do all the things the right way to keep God happy. Learning that God loves me and even likes me has changed my life and how I approach faith, the Bible, work, family. Because when you are grounded in your worth and God's grace, it does change everything. And I want to share that with you here. I pray that this podcast empowers you in your unique, genuinely personal relationship with God and encourages you to rest in who God is and who he says you are. Hi there, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. This is the hundredth episode. How fun is that? I'm just so so blown away. When I started, a hundred episodes felt a very far away. Like watching other people's shows hit a hundred episodes seemed like such a huge milestone. And now we get to do this. We're here, a hundredth episode, a couple of years in, and to celebrate today. Not only do you get this bonus episode, but you also get a very special guest. Uh, I got Bill roped into coming on the show for the first time. Ah, hey, hon. (laughs) Glad to be on the show. Yeah, it's super fun. So we're going to just jump in right here and start by letting you ask me some questions. Well, that's wonderful. I, um, but first, before I say that, I just want to congratulate you on 100 episodes. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. And those nights where you would, you know, go off and, and go record by yourself. And I was just kind of home with the kids and thinking about what you were doing. It's just, I don't know, it's just, I feel kind of at home now. And, and I get to be here and be a part of it. And I'm really excited about that. And, you know, it's good. I get to be on one episode out of 100. So... <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully I'll get to be on another one sometime. But uh, no, I th- it's really special. It's the 100th, and I'm glad to be here. So let's get into it. Um, question number one. In all this time, you've been doing the podcast. You've been growing oh, in faith, in Christ, in but in your worth is what you've been growing in. And that's something that I have really seen you bountifully change is you you understand your worth you understand not just your worth in god's eyes but your own worth as a woman as a mother as a wife as an entrepreneur as a business owner leader and talk to me about how you have grown in your worth like what what is your worth hmm yeah. Thanks for jumping right into the deep end. Like, we just went off the diving board. <laughs> okay. No, like, waiting in to be like, what's your favorite color or anything? <laughs> Go for it. Um, what's my worth? My worth, I would say, would have to be, I don't know, invaluable. And it's it's a gift. It's something that I haven't worked for. And I think you're kind of asking compared to what it used to be. Like, where did I used to find my worth? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
because here let me, let me jump in real quick because just in, in when we first got married it would always bother me when you would call me sir uh, you know we came we came out of a very traditional church and you know it's always yes sir husband uh, you're the leader and i just remember remember we had that conversation hun stop calling me sir mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and mm-hmm. that day you stopped i mean that was a that was a huge day i i i feel when you started to realize your worth that you did not have to hold me up on this high pedestal uh. you did not have to act like the humble house homemaker and that's all you were destined to be no you you started to realize you had a greater destiny a greater future uh, a greater self-worth talk to me about that okay that's a funny story i think i used to find my worth in what i was doing what i was accomplishing and i think that can even apply to entrepreneurship or podcasting where when your identity gets tied up in something that you're doing and then you measure your worth by that success. Mm-hmm. So if my identity was being a good housewife, then the way that I measure my worth is how successful I am at that. Right. Yep. Yeah. And this is strange for me because being the husband, you know, I was the one, you know, we had basically my income there for a while when you stopped working and we started having kids. Right. And so I had this, you know, the husband, I'm the, I'm the, primary breadwinner in the family. Mm-hmm, I'm making mm-hmm. the money. I have to be the leader. I have to lead. I have to lead. I have to lead. Uh, you, you're the homemaker and you're uh-huh. still at home. But then all of a sudden we started to shift and I started to realize I don't have to be the breadwinner in the family. Okay. And I don't have to have, I don't have to be the head necessarily that gives all the orders, what I say goes, and that's the end of it. There was a point there where I started to see you as an equal, and it was because... An equal in leadership, because uh, I think you've done... Yes. I just want to clarify that I don't think you ever... I don't know. I don't think you treated me like I wasn't your equal. Absolutely. I agree. But maybe in leadership, like, um, you think it shifted? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You valued my opinion just as much as anything else. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. As yours. Yeah. Exactly. And... There became, for me, there was this, I had this newfound respect and admiration for you because you are a good decision maker. You are, you're the one that a lot of times we would have conversations and you would calm me down. Mm. I had, I needed you mm-hmm. to honestly cut me off and, and, and it, I know that sounds funny to probably somebody listening, but Something there's been we've had those conversations yeah. where you had to cut me off and stop me. Be like, don't spiral here it's because I was spiraling, like, and yeah. and we'd be having these conversations, and I started realizing honestly my my some of my unhealthy tendencies, mm. and I needed you to step up and and stop me. I needed you to to step in and help me to realize where my inconsistencies were at. And, and, I, and I think there's so much power in making decisions together. It's like, that's what we're talking absolutely. about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because of the different perspectives. And yes, I've been called up to making decisions more, even on my own, without feeling like I had to get your input. Mm-hmm. Like I was even talking to a client 
just last week about that, how she's learning to make more decisions on her own without deferring to her husband as much because he's saying, no, you are empowered to make decisions. And I was, you know, reminding her that the Holy Spirit is living inside of her too. Like we're allowed, we're allowed to make those decisions. And it's not that now I make them by myself. I think this is something I'm still learning. It's like, what are those decisions that I'm supposed to stand in my power? Like the power that God has put in me, not like my power, but what are those decisions that I am supposed to go, Holy Spirit, what am I supposed to do here? And what are the decisions that we are supposed to go, okay, let's make this together? Exactly. Because I think there's there's just room for both. Yep. Can I turn this question around on you for a second? You just mentioned something about leadership. Did, did you feel a lot of pressure to make all those decisions on your own and be the leader and be the one who is? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of pressure and because there's pressure in, and I hate saying it this way, but there's pressure in a patriarchal society that we live in. We still live in a society where people expect men to step up and lead and they honestly don't give a lot of credit to women and and women's leadership. Mm -hmm. And where I value your leadership is I have... I haven't been a. I hope I haven't been a jerk to you, <laughs> in 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 which I I stunt your leadership development, oh. because I've seen the value in your leadership. I have seen the value in your decision making, hmm. and I don't want to lose that. But the thing is, I can shut you down very quickly by being a jerk to you. You know, telling you, hey, it's look, I'm I'm the head of the house, and what I say goes. Okay. When I'm not around, yeah, you're in, you're in charge of the kids, but that's that. But no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge of the kids. You're in charge of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, we both can make decisions. I, I remember remember that conversation we had a while back when you said you asked me you were like, "Hun, can I order this on Amazon?" And I was like, "Well, how much is it?" She goes, well, "I think you said it was like, oh, it's like ninety five dollars." I go, "Hun, order it. What are you asking me for?" <laughs> she goes, "But but you remember that?" <laughs> and you're and you're like, "But." But it's ninety five dollars. I thought I better, you know, touch base with you. I do not remember that. Go and it was just. I think we did come up with a a, a limit like a where it was like, if it's over fifty, let's tech, you know, let's touch base. As long as it doesn't have to do with our businesses. Like right. you order materials for your businesses, right? Or tools, and I order stuff like. Mostly digital things for yeah, mine. Yeah. Right. Right. But those are the crazy things that you get into in marriage where. You, you get to this point where like, oh, I, don't, I don't even know if I can order this without asking my husband first. And we actually had to have that discussion. Like, hon, you should feel free to order it. I trust you. I don't think you're going to be crazy about mm. ordering frivolous things or anything sure. like that. Yeah. And so we had to establish that as, yeah, you can make that decision. And I think it depends on your budget too. Different people operate differently. Sure. So it just comes down to having that conversation of where you get, where a couple is comfortable Mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. now when you said you were going to flip this on me do you, do you were you going to ask me what my worth was oh no or i was just, just kind of like asking you the question about pressure and leadership that's all okay yeah yeah i mean the pressure and leadership it's huge especially when when you go to a church especially that is very old-fashioned traditional man is head of the house when you're in that church you are under extreme pressure as as mm. as the husband to look like you're leading absolutely to look just to look like you're leading 
And the thing that bothers me about that is, is honestly, that is, that that's putting up a fake persona for you. It was for for me. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not feel comfortable being that that de- ultimate decision making man all the time. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> that's how it felt. And it's, it wasn't even when we left. Right. I remember you started putting this stuff on me. I th- I don't know a few years ago, probably, mm-hmm. probably after I would say after we started walking through that faith crisis, you know, I don't think it was for the first few years of our marriage, but then you did start putting things back on me where I was trying to get you to agree with me. And that's something that I don't want us to ever do. Like you don't have to agree with me. Right. I like, you can explain your side. That's great. Mm -hmm. But I don't want you to tell me that I'm wrong. I mean, that's not, that didn't come out right. Because you can tell me that I'm wrong, right? right. We can call each other out and be like, <laughs> yeah. yo, that was wrong. <laughs> you betcha. But just like, you can't tell me that I don't want to have this thing or do this thing. I think that's how I, that's how I want to say it. Because mm-hmm. there have been things where I say, well, I want to go on this trip this weekend. And then it's really important that we don't talk each other out of wanting to do it. We can say how it's not going to work or like, here's my perspective, but you can't try to convince someone that they don't want to do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that was a long rabbit trail on decision making and yeah. not a rabbit trail is what this episode's for. But I mean, is randomness. It, but it, uh, do we cover enough on your worth? Was there anything else, else you want to say oh, about that? I don't think so. Just my worth is something that's been gifted to me. Mm-hmm. It's inherent. It's something that I was created with. And that's what every human being is created with, right? Is their worth. Mm -hmm. They're already gifted their worth. But there's so many things that tear down your worth that um, whether it's you feeling like you don't fit into a certain community or something that makes you feel like you're less than the other people who do fit into that community. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, standing in your worth, your worth is what you've been given and other things have tried to like tell you that it's less than it is. Or they've tried to tell you that because you did this one thing, now you've poured like some of your worth out somehow when your worth is literally never, never changing. And you should never feel like um, your worth has been impacted by something that has been done to you or some, even a poor decision that you've made. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to we're going to go to the next question because I really like this one. I'm really excited to ask this one. And it, the question is what ways do you think you've grown since you know we left legalism or we left our old church and Ooh. and finally got to be or started the podcast? Yeah, or or started the podcast. But you know, where 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 have you grown? Cuz I I know there's places I know I, I can say there's places where I've grown. And I'm, I'm really anxious to hear where you've grown because I know we've kind of talked about some of those things. Sure. But I think it would help our viewers to really understand growth. Like this is what we went through and it mm. was it was incredible. It took a long time. Yeah. It, it took years. But the growth, the like that that growth phase, that 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 journey, that growth journey. Talk to me about that growth journey. Oh. Okay. So I think one of the ways that comes to mind and I I hope it's true, but I think I've grown hopefully in humility. Mm. <laughs> and I think that's tricky to me because there's so, it's so easy to be 
prideful in this journey and mm-hmm. take credit for it and look at other people who are, are where you used to be and maybe they're thriving where you used to be. There are people that aren't for sure, mm-hmm. but there are people who are thriving where I used to be and not to look at them, look down on them. Yeah. But it's in humility growing from like I have all the answers to now I have all the answers. Like it's so that black and white thinking is something that's hard to d- divorce yourself from. Right, right. And hopefully I'm getting to a place where I'm more gracious with other people's perspectives and more gracious with people who believe the way that I used to, especially because right. I think mm-hmm. when you are in any kind of fundamentalism, that black and white thinking, when you move away from that, the tendency is to say, well, you're dead wrong and I'm dead right. Oh, yeah. And because it used to be I'm dead right and they're dead wrong, you know, just right. So hopefully I've grown in humility. I think I've grown in just understanding God's calling Mm -hmm. for me, Mm -hmm. being able to step into that Mm -hmm. and say, this is what God is asking me to do and say it confidently and not say, well, I have this little side thing, (laughs) right? Like, no, I. You know? Do you feel more confident that you can hear God's voice more now than before? Oh, absolutely. So before I used to not really believe I could hear God's voice, I just, whew, um, I think by the time I started the podcast, I knew I could hear God's voice, but now um, I'm even more expectant to hear it. Mm-hmm. And like you expect to hear him. Right. And before it seemed like a, I don't know more of a special thing and now it's still just as sweet and precious to me Mm -hmm. but it's um yeah i'm expecting Mm -hmm. to yeah Mm -hmm. well can can i ask you that same question (laughs) sure yeah what areas do you think you've grown over the last two-ish years well the biggest growth for me was being able to be me Mm. for the longest time it was like i had to put on a fake mask Put on a fake smile, have that little chuckle, cheery voice when you go into church, and <laughs> and that's not who I am. I want to go into church happy and and cheery, and and but I want to be also be able to go into church just as I am. Yeah, I want to be able to go into church and not have people judge me based on how I dress, mm. uh, judging me by oh he's wearing jeans to church, so he must not be very spiritual. <laughs> you, you know, it, it's sure. it's it's freeing that. Now, on my journey, I can actually be me. Absolutely. I can figure out who I am. That's the most powerful thing I have developed is who I am. Mm-hmm. What do you like? Because it's so easy to be influenced. Um, even we were in a situation a, a couple of weeks ago where I had to confess almost like as a sin that I was trying to blend in and I was trying to fit into a situation that wasn't necessarily sinful, but like, holy cow, it was just so, so humbling to recognize that I had tried to fit myself into a specific mold to be accepted. Right. So you you were like Peter trying to fit in with the Jews and then getting rebuked later. <laughs> yeah. Like I <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. I have <laughs> Paul had to come rebuke you. Right. Yeah. And I have a rock from a retreat I was on this year and the during this worship session, we were encouraged to write a word from God on it, like an encouragement from him or a 
something that he was speaking. And on this rock I wrote, I am approved by God. And that, like, that's <laughs> when I, when I am not standing in who I am, mm-hmm. when I'm shape-shifting to the people around me. And like you bring up Peter, Paul even said, like, I can be all things to all men, that by all means I might save some. Mm-hmm. I think I missed a part of that, but you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. But, so there's definitely room for um, fitting in, quote unquote, mm-hmm. or doing things that make other people more comfortable around you. But to shapeshift and be smaller just so you're hoping other people accept you is a denial of the fact that God has accepted you the way that you are and the way that he created you to be. And so yeah, growing into more of just showing up as yourself. Right. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that one. Yeah. That, that one for me, that was the most freeing thing is just, I can be me. Mm-hmm. When I go to church, yeah. If I feel like wearing shorts and flip flops, I'm going to do it. Right. You know, but, but it's, it's because I'm not, I'm not worried about what they think. Mm. My value, I'm approved in Christ. As soon as I trusted him with my life, with my eternity, with my confidence, mm-hmm. I am now in him. He's in me. I'm approved. Yeah. And I hope there's one thing that I give people, and that is I'm not judging you because I don't know you. God mm. created you. He knows you. Yeah. He's in your being, the Bible talks about. Mm-hmm. I think it's in the book of Colossians. And he's in all things and in your being. And mm-hmm. he knows you. He knows everything about you. So I can be me. Yeah. And that's between me and God. Mm-hmm. And I that's, that's where I've grown. Um, other places I've grown, honestly, is just accepting scripture for what it is. Uh, there used to be a time where we would hang on every word of scripture <laughs> and, and what it does is it creates like conspiracy theorists. I mean, when they sure. take scripture so literally and they try to dissect every little yeah. word, dot and tittle. Can you maybe expand on that for a second? Because sure. we still believe that the Bible is God's word. Absolutely. Yes. But- yep. And uh, God's word, it's inspired, but there were, we were taught in such a structured church setting if you will is that, that sound right okay. i mean traditionally structured into the point of believing every word of god right they would always quote mm-hmm. matthew 4 4 and i think what you're driving at is recognizing more of like historical context i think that was one of the first things that we started getting more right. a hold of right was oh my goodness i was applying this to me in 21st century western right. america when this was written in a completely different culture. Exactly. So the way that the original readers would have taken this was completely different than the way that I'm reading this. Mm-hmm. And that's not bad. We just need to recognize that because we're applying this in a way that God didn't intend us to be implying it. Exactly. And then also looking at just a little bit more... Um, like, was this written allegorically? Was this written um, not necessarily to be applied? Like, we used to look at the Bible. Oh, I think this is a great way to put it. 
the we used to look at the Bible more prescriptively, mm-hmm. like look at the story, look at how these people lived, and that's how we're supposed to live, right? Rather than descriptively, which is God just passing down what was happening in that time, and we right. get to see how God was interacting with His people. Yep, exactly, exactly. Because then you suddenly start to see there's differences in culture, and that's what was really eye opening to me was when I realized the differences in Bible culture compared to American culture. Mm-hmm, your, right. your view of scripture is so drastically different. Yeah. If you read the Bible through Western eyes, you are you're gonna start you're gonna start to believe things that really aren't there. Yeah. And that's that's what that's one huge area where I've grown out of is being able to differentiate cultural differences. Mm-hmm. And it, that to me, that, that was so powerful because now I can look at the Bible and I can say, okay, this is what it's like. Let's face it. Some of Jesus's parables, there's some parables out there that are just like, what was he getting at? <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause he doesn't explain them. Right. He just says them. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. And you're like, okay, God, open up my understanding. Yeah, and, 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 it's, and it's hilarious because we pray about, hey, God, open up my understanding about parable. I mean, like every parable in Matthew. Let's just open up the understanding because there's so, like the kingdom of heaven. Come yeah. on, guys. Mm-hmm. That that can get very confusing at times. Mm-hmm. Just Just trying to differentiate, like, what is God driving at? And it's interesting because now I can look at scripture and say, you know what, Lord, I can see you're trying to, you're trying to explain something. I may not understand it, but I know it's in here for an example and for my learning. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take it for what it is. I'm not going to try to twist it. I'm not going to try to use different books of the Bible to, to shape it into what I want it to be. I'm just going to accept it for what it says. It's just interesting. I, I've I've grown a lot in that I've come out of that black and white Bible believing black and white to where mm, this you, is the only way to interpret this is the this. only way to interpret it because what ends up happening is I became very arrogant and extremely judgmental. Sure. When I had that approach to Scripture, mm-hmm. and the irony was I didn't have any better answers than anyone else. I mean, I seriously, I didn't have so any had a lot more, more certainty. I just had a lot more certainty and, and, and a lot more pointing my finger in people's faces and saying, look, take it or leave it. It's your decision. Now I can say, you know what? You're free to believe take what you want. Take it or leave it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, but the but, attitude behind it is but so don't, different. Don't stop believing in God and don't stop following Jesus just because you don't understand something in scripture. Or if you disagree with me, it doesn't mean you not saved right exactly yeah yeah because uh we've had that thrown Mm -hmm. in our faces many times (laughs) hey quick break to tell you about this week's sponsor today's episode is brought to you by abundant grace bible studies this is a brand new tool that i have created to help you heal and grow and transform your relationship with God. See, I believe in the power of podcasting and learning from other people and hearing their stories. And I want to help you take that even a step further. So you can take what you're hearing and learning and apply it to your life with these studies, with questions that will help you dig deeper and see how is God asking you to grow in this area. Each month has a different powerful theme. We are tackling big topics here because we don't mess around. We are here for growth and transformation. 
all while also being very grace-centered still and making space for where you're at on your journey. Go to AbundantGraceBibleStudies.com and grab the study. These are a powerful tool that will help you rest in who God is and own who he says you already are. Again, go to AbundantGraceBibleStudies.com. You could go grab that right now while you finish the rest of this episode, which is coming up right now. Do you feel you're a better parent now through this journey of self-worth and just what we've been kind of talking about? Wow. Yeah, I do. And I I think that's even hard for me to say, even though I know it's true, Mm -hmm. because... uh, I think I am hard on myself when it comes to parenting Mm -hmm. and I see all the different things I could be doing. And it's, that is something that I think I need to break off from It just be content with what I am doing right, because there are things that I know I'm doing right, but it's so easy. And I think there's always room for growth, right? We should be looking at what could I be doing better here or um, how could I be improving? Mm-hmm. But that is my natural tendency. That's my natural personality. So for me, the work comes from acknowledging the growth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I think I am. Oh, and something super specific. Knowing my worth allows me to not put that pressure on the performance of my kids. Because whenever we have our identity tied up in something, we get our worth from how well we're doing that so that's definitely something that I've improved on like not inadvertently putting that pressure on my kids to perform or be perfect or for me to get it right every time Um, I love being able to show our daughters what is possible for women and them like in preaching in um, leading in running a business in um running a home and leading them and schooling them and all, anything that I'm doing, I love to be that example. And I think um, I do it more powerfully now mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And I know what taking care of me looks like. So there's a lot less resentment towards you or just my life or whatever, because I'm so exhausted. I know how to ask for what I need. And I, I'm really proud of the fact that I can show our girls what that looks like. Right. Um, so yeah, I would say that. Yeah. So something that I've noticed is, you know, when we first got married and and, as a married couple, you, you think, you know, how to discipline children. You think, you know, I read all, I read the books. right? We read the books. Like we just had this great, we were going to be great parents. We're going to be amazing. We're going to be better than our own and, (laughs) and and just, you know, take our kids by storm. Our kids were just going to be amazing. Hmm. And what is incredible is our views on parenting changed drastically over yeah. the years. Yeah, they did. Um, for the better. I mean, I, I really do believe that. And one thing I really credit you with is how patient you are. When the girls do wrong, you don't take the easy way out. You don't you don't spank them on the butt and take the easy way out. Uh, you don't yell at them and sit them in the corner and take the easy way out. You you sit down with them hmm. and you talk to them. You explain to them why they were wrong. You encourage them to get back up and to go on about there and have fun. But 
I mean, there's been times where, I mean, you take kids, you, you take one of our kids who's having a tantrum or whatever and we'll go in the bedroom and you'll be sitting there talking. We're on our way out the door and I'll be like, hon, we're going to run late. And it's, and it's one of those things where it's like, then we'll be late. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more yes. important. And, and you have absolutely driven me crazy with this. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the reality is, is as, as a dad and as a parent, I see you do those things and I'm like, no, we can be late. Our, our, my daughter, your daughter needs, needs mm. you to talk to them. Taking time to teach your kids, to reason with them. And most importantly, when you're done, even if you have to chew them out, even if you had to yell at them to get their attention, <laughs> always tell them that you love them when you're done. Mm. Honey, honey, I love you. Because your kids need to know that you still care about them. So you feel like you're a better parent? I feel like I'm a better parent. Yeah. I still think I, you're a far superior parent to me, but, uh, you know, we can, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep getting better. <laughs> yeah. So now we have some questions that other people asked and suggested that we chat about. So we're kind of shifting gears a little bit, kind of not. So we're kind of already segueing that direction, but what was something that we've done to motivate each other through this process? of self-discovery, learning more about God, growth, healing. How have we motivated each other? Uh, you know, I'm going to flip that on you. How have we motivated each other? Because <laughs> I think you can answer that to start with better than I can. Okay. So I th- one of the things that we do well, I think, is we sit with each other's questions well. And there have been times where we're both asking really hard theological questions or just wrestling with a lot of pain and even unforgiveness or just things inside of us that are hard. And we both have done a pretty good job of just being able to sit in that. And mm-hmm. and then when you're having a hard time, this is what usually happens. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes we're both on the low at the same times and sometimes we're at the high at the same times. But we have usually one of us is doing well and is strong. And then the other one is asking harder questions and feeling, I don't know, feeling harder things. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So I think we've just kind of carried each other through that and motivated each other to, to stick it out. I don't know if we've, I don't know if we've ever (laughs) thought, am I going to, am I going to quit this? Right. There are different aspects that we've wanted to quit and give up on. Um, but I don't think we've been afraid to wrestle with them. And one of the reasons we might be comfortable wrestling with them is because we're both doing it. Mm-hmm. And we're both willing to ask those questions. Right. Yeah, we're going through this together and we're growing and developing kind of at the same time. And so yeah, we've had so many conversations late at night on the couch where... I'm struggling with something. Yeah. You know, I, uh, uh, maybe there's a verse in the Bible that's bothering me or um, just just random biblical things that come up mm-hmm. that, I, that are heavy. You know, the, the sorry, the things that are in the Bible that people just can't explain away. Right. And, and we've had those deep conversations. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not going to get into them because, I mean, we could be here all night trying to, you know, explain that stuff. But, yeah. But we get into those conversations and we motivate each other in that... Well, I have, I do have an opinion about this. 
you know, mm-hmm. you've had, you, you have an opinion about things when sure. I, when I brought them up and what it does is it helps to kind of calm me down, honestly. Yeah. It, Cause yeah. how many times I have get, I, I think it goes both ways where we're like, well, actually I heard this perspective on that verse and we can go back and forth on things and we don't feel stuck. Yep. So I don't feel, I mean, there's been some big decisions that we've made that you feel like you're up against the wall making these decisions. But for the most part, we don't feel stuck and we don't feel right. boxed in anymore. Right. Um, for the most part, to believe a certain way. So the some of the pressure has been taken off when you're free to ask the hard questions and say, well, what do you believe about this anymore? Whether mm-hmm. it's hell or atonement theories or like really wrestling with questions that are um, have huge implications. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it when you read books because these so many there's so many authors out there that have different perspectives mm-hmm. on Christianity, and then you bring those to me, and it, it's amazing sometimes how you have like this this idea where you bring it to me and you're like, hey, I am super excited about what this author said. And then we kind of talk it over and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm not as excited as what they said now. Oh, <laughs> you know, just because sometimes I'll bring a different perspective sure. and you'll be like, oh, actually, thank you. I, I needed to kind of talk about that because I guess mm-hmm. I didn't see that. And it's just, and you do that to me too. I mean, I'll bring books to you that I've, you know, authors that I've read and I'm going, I'm all excited. Like, hey, this is a new perspective. <laughs> Check this out. And then you're like, ah, my, well, what about this? And then it stops me and I kind of go, wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. And I think we're just able to have those conversations. And I think there is some harshness sometimes where we're like shutting each other down. Oh, and, yeah. And we have to, <laughs> and that's something that we can be learning is to be patient with each other. And yeah. yeah. But at the end, at the other night, I think we can always agree to disagree. You know, we, we've never... Mm, I'm not great at that, though. That's true. You're, you're I'm much, trying. You're much tougher. Like I said, I'm trying to get away from that black and white thinking and, like, you have to agree with me kind of a thing. Right. But that's... I think that's a self-worth thing, too, is... if Is not feeling threatened when somebody disagrees with you. Because that happens. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. if you have a different perspective than me, the reason I'm triggered is because I might be wrong. And most times people don't want to admit that, wow, I might be wrong. And they then they're unable to identify what the trigger is mm-hmm. because it's triggering in you. Well, what if I am less than because I, I, I'm wrong? Or mm-hmm. what if I'm less than because I believe differently than, than you? Mm-hmm. And so standing in like, hey, it's, it's okay if you have a different opinion than me. And it's okay if you vote a different political party than me. And it's okay if like mm-hmm. we... Whatever, mm-hmm. if you're secure. I, I have to ask this because this is something that I see that I want. I want. I want you to answer. I, I want, I want answers. To <laughs> I'm nervous now. <laughs> Why do you feel people come to you? Why do you feel people feel safe when they come to you for questions, whether it's on Messenger or their you know friends in our community or friends from church or mm. uh, just people? Why do you feel that people feel so confident? confiding in you and asking you tough questions because hmm, wow. you have some amazing people amazing people with amazing stories that come to you for help uh come to you for guidance wisdom just encouragement what is it that you give them wow you know the first thing that comes to mind is honesty absolutely i can uh, i can stamp that my approval I, on that i think sure. i'm not like there was, there have been seasons where I've been trying to fit in, absolutely. And like I, I gave a story 
like that happened to me a couple weeks ago. But (laughs) right, uh, right. For the most part, I just am me, and I just show up as me, and I don't. Like, I have to be careful not to just put it all out there for consumption, like my story and the hard things I've been through, because I want it to resonate with people and I want people to experience change if I'm going to share my story. But I am honest. Mm-hmm. I am honest about therapy. I am honest about trauma. I am honest about um, areas that I need to grow in. And yeah, I think that would be why people come to me. And I believe that they can sense the spirit of God in me. Mm-hmm. And that draws people to you when they they know that they can hopefully see Jesus through you. Because mm-hmm. um, somebody else said this to me, and or I don't remember where I read it or saw it, but it was that people don't want us necessarily. They're attracted to you because of something that's inside of you. And they are seeing Jesus inside of you. And that's what people want, right? They want that unconditional love. They want that unconditional acceptance. And hopefully we do a decent job of reflecting that. Because mm-hmm. that's what people need. Because mm-hmm. to your credit, I, you, you're you one of those people, you reach out to people a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, people in our community, people in our church. And I just, I see people just, especially in our church, that just have so much respect for you because you reach out to them. Sure. Just for whatever reason. Hey, how are you today? Yeah. Easy text message, you know? And I wish I was more like that, honestly. I mm. wish I had that gift. I think you are gifted with that. And it just makes you a, a very easy person to talk to. Uh, I just just my own personal, you know, what I see just, just living with you, you know, just being in, in your life. <laughs> Cause you know, people that, that are on your podcast, they don't, they don't get to see that kind of side of mm. you and, and get to know the, 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 the flesh and blood you, you know? Yeah. So when I say reach out to me, send me an email, send me a DM on Instagram. I really mean it. I would love to voice note back and forth with you on Boxer and get to know you as a person. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I think we have been chatting long enough. You'll have to come back on. All right, if you want me to. <laughs> Made a regular thing. I have one more question, though, because, you know, you have grown a lot. And I guess this is two questions. I really do want to. I was going to save the this one, but I'm going to ask both of them. Hmm. What did you lose? What have you lost? Oh, man. Oh. Because I think it's really important to me not to just wrap this up in a bow and be like, look, it's amazing. It's better because it is. Mm-hmm. We're not making that up. It is, there's so much abundance and freedom on the other side of knowing that your worth is given to you and knowing that you're not trying to prove anything or earn something. Like, that's all true. But there have been, there's been cost. Yeah. And so if somebody's walking through this right now and they're going, I might need to leave my church community or I might need to um, ask these tough questions and I don't feel like I'm in a safe spot to ask these questions or whatever like genuinely what have you lost mm-hmm. you know the hardest the hardest things that i've lost are church friends you know being a youth pastor for example you know losing those teenagers not being able to confide have them confide in me anymore or ask advice mm. or, or honestly just be friends sure that though that stings that one that was the loss that one absolutely me too absolutely right i mean because yep. we touched the lives of a lot of kids and we led 
lots of people to Jesus. And it was, it was kind of one of those, you miss that community. You miss those kids. But you know, what else have I lost? I say this, I hope humbly, but I've, I feel like I've lost my radicalism. Uh, like radical Christianity. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it sounds crazy, but um, you know, so much radical Christianity I've lost. Mm-hmm. You remember? I mean, well, <laughs> without going and take another hour to explain our lives, uh, there's a, we just had a lot of radical thinking, and I have lost so many radical thinking. I have I have lost so much judgmentalism. Mm. I, yeah. mean, I used to judge people, circumstances, like I knew everything because of my Bible knowledge. And I look now at people and circumstances sure. totally different. Yeah. And I feel like I can actually be a help to people and give people hope now as opposed oh, to before. Just giving them knowledge. Just giving them knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So when you left, say when we left our former church, the one where we were married in, one where I grew up in, one where we met. Uh, (laughs) Like when we left that, could you imagine where we were at at today? Because I think there was a lot of, I don't don't know what we're, what are we going to do? Because when we left there, we didn't have a church that we were like, okay, we're going to go get plugged into this church. We're going to go get in with this community or start attending this. (laughs) There was a lot of uncertainty mm-hmm. and there at the end we were kind of asking god to uh shut doors i was asking god to shut doors like come on can sure. you please make this final because this i can't waffle in this anymore and now i can look at the people and say you handled this incorrectly mm-hmm. but i can be so thankful that i think god was in those doors slamming shut behind us mm-hmm. unless kind of being Mm, to some extent, booted. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But like now, you were a youth pastor. Now you get to lead in an elementary um, capacity mm-hmm. in the elementary aged kids at our current um, church community. And you also get to preach now. Mm-hmm. You and I both get to. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that I'm really proud of you for is stepping into that. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it well. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. So I guess the question for you just is that, did you feel like your life would ever look the way that it does now? I never would have guessed that it would look the way it does now. Exactly the way it does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because I've got influence from my parents, you know, just in how they raised me and and Mm -hmm. their political beliefs, their biblical beliefs. I mean, you get get influence from other areas. Absolutely. And I feel like I've literally identified my own life. You've taken all those influences and not like shun them. Right. Let them be parts of you. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I don't take for granted and I don't forsake all the influences that were in my life. Mm -hmm. Sure. uh, Some I don't agree with necessarily, but I I have shaped my life to be my own. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I, what I'm free from is people telling me how to think. That That's if there's one thing I can say tonight mm. is I am free. I get to think how I want. 
nobody is going to tell me how to think. And I, I, because you felt like in that high control religious environment, people told you how to think, even absolutely not just what to believe, but how to think about what you believe, absolutely how to reach the same conclusion. Yep. And I can truthfully say, confidently, without blushing, that I'm free. Okay. Now I have one last question for you. Uh Did you ever think that you would have a preacher wife? No, I did not. (laughs) I mean, so when you did the podcast, I was like, oh, great. She's doing a podcast. That's holy cow. That's awesome. That's a big step. And then you, you, you know, you're doing Instagram and those things. And then all of a sudden you're like, hon, I want to preach. And I'm thinking, good. Uh, like starting another podcast like what do you mean mean, that's almost how it felt it was like no i want to actually stand at the pulpit and preach and teach god's word yeah and that was when i started to understand your calling that your calling wasn't just a podcast it wasn't just you know maybe someday writing a book no god has called me to speak on his behalf Mm. and well i'm really proud of you for that because really that was incredible to me and there's even days where i still can't believe it i mean it's just (laughs) my wife she's it's it's an evidence of god's grace and growth that he can grow you past old belief systems definitely and yeah yeah because years ago i never would have accepted you i would have left your church (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness we've been there You left my turn because I was a woman preacher. Right. You're hilarious. I love that so much. Okay, guys, thank you so much for hanging with us. It's been a really fun time. Bill will definitely be back on. If you guys, he will be back on sooner. If you guys submit topics or ideas that you want us to talk about, if you um, have those, or if you, yeah, just want another window into our life a little bit. I think this is one way that allows you kind of a window into um, some of the things that maybe I don't think to talk about on the podcast, um, but I think can be a blessing to you and your growth and an encouragement to you that you're totally normal if you're like going through all the heavy doubt or like, I don't know, going back and forth, but you are growing. And I want to encourage you that you are growing. That growth that maybe is hard for me to see in my life is very evident to the people around you. So celebrate it. Maybe it's not a hundredth episode or a hundredth time of you conquering something, but you can celebrate that growth. So you can bet I'll be on the 200th episode. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Have a good rest of your week, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. If this episode was an encouragement to you, I would love to invite you to share it with a friend and it would help me out so much if you would leave a review for the Abundant Grace podcast. It makes a world of difference getting this podcast into the ears of other people so that they can be empowered and freed from religious do's and don'ts too. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram at emily.abundantgrace or you can send me an email at hello at emilyklewis.com. I'm praying for you and cheering you on in your faith and healing. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, there's nothing you can do that will make God love you more and nothing you have done that makes God love you less.